It's time for episode 382 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that today will be sworn in as the president of 30-minute tech podcasts everywhere. I am one of your presidents, like a sergeant, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I am joined across the internet by your other president and everyone's favorite writer it's dan the man morin how you doing dan i did not realize i had been sworn in office today mike i think you know we're all we're all presidents today that's what i'm saying i like i'm it. going with that it seems impractical yeah, but sure why it. not um we are joined by uh two awesome vice presidents to <laughs> to my left is uh co-host of ios today on the twit network as well as uh, podcaster extraordinaire here on Relay and in uh, many fine places. It's Rosemary Orchard. Welcome back to the show, Rosemary. Hello. I think we're going to have a fun day today. Can I also be a president? Or you're definitely vice, vice pre- yeah, VP today for sure. Oh, oh, I like. I'm not that. sure you're eligible for either of those <laughs> since you're not from the. Yeah. All right, fine. fine. And to my left, another of our esteemed vice presidents, definitely eligible for that, a developer of calculator apps everywhere, wearer of panda socks. It's none other than James Thompson. Welcome back, James. I, I assumed Rosemary and I were taking over hosting the show for the next four years. Oh, I've cool. All right. I'll be in the back. Oh. <laughs> Find those guests. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> I think we're going to do a show today. You know how this works. Four president vices and lots of questions with some answers. <laughs> it's time for Clockwise. Um, my first question for you. What are your top two streaming media services? Rosemary, we'll start with you. Oh, well, this is a tricky one because one of the things that I did uh, towards the end of last year is I set up my own Plex server um, where I can stream my own media. And uh, this has been great. I have a, a social bubble buddy. So when I am at the social buddy's house, I can, uh, or my bubble buddy's house, I can actually stream things from my server. So technically, that's a streaming service. Um, so I'm, I'm going to kind of go with Plex. Um, but of course, the other one, which I'm sure most of us are using, is uh, Netflix. And this is predominantly because they have the Star Trek Discovery series. But I'm hearing good things about the new Mandalorian series. So I also have Disney+. Plus. But I have to confess, I've not really watched a lot of things on that um, yet. So uh, the, the two things that I use the most frequently are most definitely Plex and Netflix. But, you know, BBC iPlayer and some other local services do pop up in there from time to time. Uh, yeah, this is a tricky one. I was trying to think because it tends to rotate in and out for me, depending on what's on the air. Um, Disney Plus is definitely near the top of the list, if only because it has the content that I'm most interested in watching these days, including Star Wars and Marvel series. So that's sort of the place that I'm I'm looking forward to watching stuff most of the time. I think I'm going to take a sidestep on Micah's question for the second part and say that my other most used streaming media service is Apple Music, <laughs> because I do spend a lot of time listening to streaming music. Uh, and probably spend more time on Apple Music than I do on any individual streaming video service. 
Um, but that said, I have like a dozen other streaming services and it depends, you know, it depends what's on at any given moment. If there's shows that are like back and I'm watching them all on, you know, the CW's app or HBO Max or something like that, then those sort of switch into the top of the rotation. But I think probably Disney Plus is the one that's going to this year especially be uh, a, a frequent, uh, most frequently used. James, what about you? Um, well, like you, it varies a lot depending on what shows I'm currently watching. Um, I've got three services that I'm paying for, Netflix, Prime Video, and Disney+. Plus. I'm still on the Apple TV free trial, which looks like it will continue forever. <laughs> and the, we've got, uh, over here, we've got BBC iPlayer and all the other catch-up services in the UK. Um, but also, I'm definitely getting the most out of Disney+. Plus. Um, there was The Mandalorian, Pixar's Soul, just finished watching all of The Clone Wars for the first time, now watching WandaVision. It looks like they're just going to feed us a monthly supply of Star Wars and Marvel shows for the rest of my natural life, and I'm fine with that. Um, aside from that, I've been watching The Expanse and American Gods on Prime, and there's a bunch of things I'm looking forward to on Apple TV Plus in the future, like For All Mankind, but I'm kind of watching almost nothing on Netflix at the moment, um, aside from Star Trek Discovery, as mentioned, and grudgingly watching the last season of Sabrina, but... Netflix used to be my number one choice, and it's kind of down there at the sort of third or fourth at this point. Um, because we've been doing a lot of uh, four people, 39 days, one survivor. Uh, the, I, I know it's more than four people, but yeah. Um, CBS All Access has been one of my top streaming services uh, for my partner and I. And I would say the second one would be Hulu, surprisingly. Um after that and then maybe netflix but yeah certainly the top two right now are cbs all access just because we've been binging so much of the reality television content that's there uh reality competition show type stuff and then netflix continues to have some some interesting shows on it but um all interesting answers all around and honestly kind of what i expected based on the actual series that you mentioned uh watching in those places uh, let us move on to our next topic which comes from rosemary well, we've heard rumors. Uh, I mean, we always hear rumors, so it's not exactly a new thing. But the latest rumors appear to be that MagSafe might be returning to the Mac. Woo. Um, and so my questions for you, because I'm not really doing one question, I'm cheating and doing multiple questions, is do you think this will be a good thing? And what trade-offs do you think you would take to have MagSafe back? And if you're not necessarily a MagSafe fan, um, or even if you are, what other piece of tech went the way of the dodo and would you like to see back? Dan? MagSafe. I, I love MagSafe. Um, I just switched away from my 2011 MacBook Air when I bought the new M1 MacBook Air. And one of the few things that I miss, aside from sort of the smaller footprint of the 2011 11-inch MacBook Air, is MagSafe, because I had used had MagSafe on all my laptops up until then. Um, so... Uh, I, I miss it. I, I honestly don't notice it quite as much because I'm not traveling around with the laptop as much. Uh, and I, it has such good battery life. I don't have to plug it in that much either, but it does have a nice convenience to it. And I'm sorry to see it go. I would be happy to see it back. I think there are some uh, upsides and trade-offs to that. I would take the trade-off of, you know, not being able to use the same adapter for every port, but I would not take the trade-off of them reducing how many ports there are in order to fit MagSafe on a laptop. I think that would be a bad trade-off, and I would prefer to continue using USB-C if that were the case. Um, 
As for pieces of tech that went the way that Dodo, I'd like to see back. Well, probably Apple's venture into the um, the uh, Wi-Fi router business, frankly, is the one that I still hold out hope for. They seems like they might get back into the monitor business this year, too. So I've got my fingers crossed that they're going to, you know, revamp the airport line, bring that back, maybe with some mesh networking. Uh, and if not that, I don't know, like a laser writer. What do you want me to say? <laughs> James, what about you? Um, I also avoided buying a new 13-inch MacBook Pro until the butterfly keyboard went extinct last year. So MagSafe only really went away for me relatively recently. I miss it, but a bit less than I thought I would. You know, I like the ability to plug the power into either side and not having to buy a new whole power supply when I inevitably trash the cable, as I've done several times. Um, and yeah, with the battery life on the M1 Max, needing to be connected to power all the time is less of an issue. Uh I think it's really going to depend on how the new MagSafe connector works. If it's like some kind of magnetic puck that connects to the back of the screen or something like that, and the rest of the ports are unchanged, I think it could be interesting. But I'm not sure that we really need it anymore. Um, as for the techno necromancy, it's harder to think of anything beyond like monitors and routers, which other people do. Um, most stuff I think is just better now than it used to be. Uh, they haven't really gone extinct, but I would like to see proper arcade machines come back in a big way so that I can completely fail to make the case for why I should have one in my office. Uh, so I, I think that it, MagSafe coming back to the Mac could be a good thing, except for the unbalanced nature that MagSafe brought. Um, you know, you can only charge on one side and I do like that I can plug in my charger on any side on this 16 inch macbook pro i have um so uh, like uh, there aren't trade-offs that i want to take for it because i feel like the what we have now is is what i want i understand that there could be more ports in the future in the other way um but i've already bought into the uh four usb-c port existence that i have so those trade-offs have already been made in the past and so then to go back and not be able to charge it however i want to is kind of annoying um as for dodo tech i also agree with dan i would love to see uh routers maybe my i my home pods and home pod minis suddenly get a firmware update that also makes them routers that'd be cool i'd love that that'd be awesome um i don't know how that would work because they don't have ethernet ports but you know um yeah so rosemary why don't you round us out well uh i think you've all brought up very good points i would definitely miss the ability to charge on both sides because that's something that i didn't really think was a big deal until i realized the other day that i needed two usb c uh, cables on my couch because if i'm sitting on the one side of my couch and the pl it's plugged in on the other side it doesn't quite reach far enough for me to actually charge my laptop on the arm of the chair so um you know the the fact that i you know needed a second cable on the other side of the couch was i was there going wow this was MagSafe, that'd be really expensive. But because it's not MagSafe, it's actually pretty affordable because it's a universal charger and I don't necessarily have to have, you know, the, what is it, 90 watt charger that would come with a 16 inch MacBook Pro to charge a 16 inch MacBook Pro. I have plugged a 15 inch MacBook Pro into a 20 watt or was it 29 watt MacBook Air uh, charger before? And okay, it didn't charge very well, but it stopped the battery depletion enough for me to get through my meetings so I could go back to my desk. Um, and so that that worked pretty well. I would definitely miss it. And I would not be willing to take the trade-off of they've taken more ports away from us because 
honestly, two ports is, you know, two ports too few in the MacBook Air. So I that's one of the reasons why I did not yet get an M1 MacBook Pro, because I feel like it would be smart to have more ports. And uh, on the uh, Dodo tech front, I mean, Dan, Micah, you kind of stole it with the routers. I would specifically like to see the return of the time capsule, because that just made backing up devices so easy. I recently had to order um, an Anchor multi-port USB charger so that I could plug in drives so that I can actually do backups on my Mac, which I realized I haven't done backups on since before I moved last year, which was in March last year. Um, so I, I've been running around for over nine months with no backups, which was probably not a great thing. Fortunately, I've yet to lose data permanently. Um, Dropbox history saved me a few times, but I definitely need to, uh, sort out backup solutions and having a wireless backup solution again would be great. Well, folks, I do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of president of 30 Minute Tech Podcasts and will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend halftime of Clockwise, of which it is time. Uh, folks, today's episode of Clockwise, I'm happy to say, is brought to you by Smile and Text Expander from the folks at Smile. You can get ahead of your productivity for the new year with the power of Text Expander. Text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. It's better than copy and paste. It's better than scripts and templates because Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. I talk a lot about Text Expander, uh, even when they're not a sponsor, just because Text Expander is so great. In fact, just yesterday, playing Dungeons and Dragons, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to create snippets for all of the uh, rolling math for my different characters, because I've got a lot of characters that I work with, and I end up typing in the same thing over and over again. And it's just fantastic for so many different things. They're versatile options, and I, I love Text Expander. But it's one of those things you just have to try. Go get it, try it, and then you'll understand how powerful it can be for you. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. So take back your time in this new year and increase your productivity with Text Expander. Clockwise listeners out there get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. It says this in the copy, but I'm really saying this to you. You got to go there now. You won't regret it. Please do give it a try. That's how you know what it can do for you. You just got to go give it a try. Our thanks to Text Expander and Smile, who's a fantastic company, for their support of this show and, of course, Relay FM. All righty, President Dan, what is your topic? Well, I found myself wondering the other day, is there a category or a type of device or gadget that you use frequently, but you feel like nobody's quite managed to nail it yet? Like, for me, a lot of times there are things where I buy multiple versions of a device, like different types of it. So I was like, oh, maybe this one will be the one that lets me discard all those others. But I haven't quite found it yet. Is there something that fills that niche for you, James? Uh, I think for me, VR headsets are probably the closest thing. Um <laughs> I mean, look, the Oculus Quest is good, but it's still like a whole bunch of different trade-offs, not least being owned by Facebook. Um, but it's too heavy and uncomfortable to use for long periods. And the graphics are pretty simple compared to what you can get from a Tomhead PC or a console. But as a standalone device, it's still the best thing out there. And it's just not really good enough. Um, 
I will be curious to see what the headsets are like in sort of 10 or 20 years, assuming the market survives that long. And by the market, I really mean me. I have to say I agree with James. He puts it perfectly and I couldn't have said it better. So I'll just point you to his answer. Rosemary, what about you? Well, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the geek thing. that I've just been wrestling with this for a while. Label makers. There is no such thing as a good label maker. I'm sorry, but they don't exist. There's not one that I can send things to from both my phone and, and, and my Mac, but also have it print small labels and big labels and everything just on demand. So uh, yeah, printers and label makers, I feel, generally suck. They're expensive. They don't work very well. And uh, people should c- either figure out a complete paperless solution, which, you know, means that I don't have to deal with physical paper ever again, or fix these things so that I can both label the physical pieces of paper in my life and also, you know, have them on paper instead of going, why will this not transfer? Hmm. Yeah, good, good answers all around. Um, Nobody took my answer, which was VR headsets. I just feel like they haven't been... (laughs) We interrupt this program to explain that in the original recording of this podcast episode... Micah Sargent misses James Thompson's answer. Therefore, he gives a straight answer of VR headsets, completely ignoring James Thompson's answer. Hence the joke. We now return you to the program. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, my god! You can take that out, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Actually, the thing which, which spawned this for me was universal remotes. Um, uh, because I have a Logitech Harmony, uh, remote that I, I like quite a bit. Um, but it, it, one of the buttons on it broke recently and I was looking for like, well, can I replace this? And it seems like maybe the version I use is no longer actively made. And so I went searching for another one and I, I ordered one off Amazon. I'm not holding out high hope for it. Um, but you know, at least it might have a, a functioning left D pad button, which is an annoying thing to work around. Um, I think the biggest problem for me for me is that though I tend to do most of my media consumption on the Apple TV, I don't particularly love the Apple TV remote for many, many reasons that have been discussed before. But there are some features of it that are not well duplicated in other remotes right now. For example, uh, I like the Siri implementation on Apple TV, and I find it very useful. I end up using it a lot, and so I have to juggle two remotes right now. Uh, I have seen somebody was like one of the cable companies was making uh, a remote that had potentially a Siri pass through as well as like physical buttons. And I thought to myself, yeah, if I can find a way to get a hold of that, I would actually probably buy it because I feel like it would make my life way better. But yeah, it's one of those areas where it's like because these, uh, you know, people making the set top boxes like Amazon or Apple have added all these features very specific to their platform. It's gotten harder for those universal remotes to duplicate all of the functionality that there is. So I guess we'll see. Uh, Thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our final topic, which comes from James. So Facebook's rollout of their new privacy policy for WhatsApp has been such a PR disaster that they're delaying the proposed changes until May and Signal servers briefly went down last week under the weight of new users switching to them. Do you currently use WhatsApp or other Facebook platforms like Instagram or Oculus? And if so, what are you switching to? Well, James, I do use a VR headset uh, <laughs> that happens to be made by Oculus, uh, but owned by Facebook. Uh, I also am on Instagram. Um, I don't use WhatsApp. I've never used WhatsApp. I barely know what it is and why it's so popular. Um, 
I, I do have a Facebook account, but as I've said before, that was uh, largely due to the fact that I had to recreate an account so that I could get um, this horrible advertisement where, where this company had used my likeness for their ad for some horrible story that was not about me at all um, uh, to, to, to like popularize their story across different stuff. Uh, I had to recreate an account so that I could report that ad. Um, I'm not switching from Instagram anytime soon because there's nothing compelling out there that compares to Instagram. And I frankly, I think the same goes for Oculus, despite the fact that I uh, feel that that has not been nailed quite yet. Of the things that are close to nails, I guess brads, uh, Oculus comes the close to being a brad. And um, therefore, I, I'm not switching from it. As far as like Facebook, uh, I like I said, that, that, that account pretty much exists for the sole purpose of making sure that if any other ads pop up, I can uh, report them. And so I don't need to really switch off of that. Um, that can just stay in the background. And WhatsApp, who... who what what what's WhatsApp? I use iMessage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosemary, what about you? Well, um, I mean, WhatsApp PR disaster. Um, I I'm I'm very surprised, extremely surprised. Not. Um, so uh, I I've had I've got a lot of friends on WhatsApp. You know, I've I've spent a lot of time traveling over the years and over here in Europe. You know, WhatsApp tends to be pretty much the go to messenger app because it doesn't matter if you use iPhone or Android. There's no blue bubbles or green bubbles it's just bubbles um and everybody's there but i've seen a lot of people moving away even before you know the absolute complete and utter crash landing of facebook's announcement about the new privacy policy there were so many people um you know already saying i'm not really happy using whatsapp anymore um so I've seen a lot of people moving to Telegram. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, after I upgraded my iPhone 11 Pro, I gave it or from my 11 Pro to my 12 Pro Max. I gave my my mum my iPhone 11 Pro. And so there was a spare iPhone 10 sitting around. And a friend of mine said, hey, can, can I buy that from you, please? I have an Android and I don't want to be uh, using, um, you know, uh, Google stuff or or WhatsApp anymore. So I'm seeing people even moving to iPhone to get away from this. So I'm switching primarily to using iMessage with most people or um, or Telegram with some other people. And uh, Telegram bots have been an interesting way of getting people away from WhatsApp because adding the ability to roll dice in, in a chat uh, apparently makes makes people happy. I, I need to tell them about this other app that I ran across. Apparently it's decent. It's called Dice. Um, but... Um, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm attempting to switch away, but at the same time, I still have a Facebook account. There are some people who I pretty much only get in touch with on Messenger just because they, you know, have drifted around. They've changed phone numbers all the time. They're in different countries, things like that. And it's, you know, just the easy way to get in touch with people. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to get away completely away from Facebook and its services. But at the same time, you know, for the people who I'm in contact with day in, day out, that's not on Facebook services. Yeah, I still have a Facebook account as well, mainly because there are family members on there and they're basically no other way to stay in touch with some of them. I don't use it that much, though. I honestly log in maybe every couple of weeks or something uh, or if there's a notification. I really almost never in my recollection talk to anybody on Facebook Messenger. Uh, I have used WhatsApp before, uh, mainly when traveling overseas, because I think, as as Rosemary alluded to, it is fairly popular in other places. I mean, and for me... 
even if I have, um, you know, say a local SIM card or something like that, I can send iMessages to other iPhone users. But if I'm in a group chat with people who are on Android, I don't want to send text messages on my, you know, local SIM or whatever. So WhatsApp ends up being a, a convenient way when I've been at, say, conferences uh, overseas to stay in touch with people. Um, and I've, I actually stayed at a hotel once where, like, communicating with the desk was basically all done via WhatsApp in Mexico. So it is fairly common, and I get the appeal to it. That said, I deleted my WhatsApp account because I don't think I'm going to be leaving the country anytime soon, and I don't particularly need it. Um, I do have an Instagram account as well. I use fairly frequently, and I'm probably, as Micah said, not going to get rid of that anytime soon because there really isn't a great alternative so I'm lucky in that iMessage, you know, is perfectly fine for the 99% of the messaging that I do these days. Um, but yeah, I would be interested. I'm going to be interested to see where all the WhatsApp people go in that eventuality where I am traveling overseas again and need to be able to talk to a bunch of people. Uh, I think it's just a matter of, you know, critical mass. Will people be at Signal? Will people be at Telegram? Will there be some other alternative? I'm not sure. Or maybe Apple will finally find a way to revamp iMessage and make it more inclusive. Ha 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 ha. Good one. Me, I say. James, why don't you wrap us up there? Um, so, I mean, I believe that the privacy changes don't actually even apply in the EU or certain former wistful members of the EU um, due to the stricter laws over here. But, you know, for many people, I think, uh, who are already uneasy about how much data Facebook was collecting on it, this has been the catalyst for them to move. Um, people, as you say, don't want to change messaging app because other people don't want to change messaging app. So it's a bit of a catch-22. Um, but I'd already decided that I was going to try and extricate myself from companies like Facebook this year. And I came to the conclusion that by staying on these services, I'm basically partially culpable in keeping my friends using them as well. So uh, I've installed Signal to replace WhatsApp, and that's been pretty straightforward for me. Most of the people I know have iPhones, and we use iMessage, like Dan. But the few people that I do want to talk to via WhatsApp have already installed Signal. And uh, I know a lot of other people will have more problems due to work or family group chats or things like that. But you've got to start somewhere. Um, next step for me is replace, replacing Facebook Messenger. Then ultimately, I hope to delete my Facebook account entirely. Oculus are going to require a Facebook account to use their VR headsets in two years. And at that point, I will probably either set up a brand new Facebook account with no friends and no information, or I'll just buy a new headset. The trickiest one for me is Instagram. And I think I might replace that by getting a cat of my own to look at. All righty, folks, that is four topics down, and we do have enough time for a bonus topic. Before we get there, though, I do want to tell you about Pingdom, who are sponsoring this week's episode of Clockwise. Do you have a website? And does your website have a shopping card or registration forms or contact us pages? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail, and that of course, if it does fail, means a bad experience for your users and could mean lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert you when your cart checkout forms and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible, and if disaster strikes, you 
will be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. You go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, just use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout to get huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks, of course, to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and Relay FM. Alrighty, folks, here is your bonus topic. Do you enjoy carbonated water? If so, what is your favorite flavor? Uh, my favorite flavor is summer fruits. Um, and I do enjoy carbonated water, but only with a flavor. If it's not got a flavor, then it's a bit weird. I love carbonated water and sadly are, I have not been able to refill my soda stream for several months because I can't, uh, I keep forgetting mainly. Um, but my favorite flavor is Polar Seltzer's Orange Vanilla, except no substitutes. I'm going to have to pick the most Scottish of carbonated waters, Iron Brew. My favorite flavor is a LaCroix flavor. And I know I usually don't choose LaCroix. I really like Spindrift sparkling water. But LaCroix has this flavor called La Cola that uses cola bean. And it is so delicious. Um, Thank you all for your answers on that. And thank you so much for another episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to say thank you to Madam Vice President Rosemary Orchard for being on this week's episode of the show. Thank you for having me, Mike and Dan. It was a pleasure as always. And thank you for being here, Monsieur President, James Thompson. Uh, Is this the human feeling you call optimism? (laughs) We'll be back next week, Micah. But until then, remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.